Hey everybody, you are listening to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast, hosted by Accelerate's Director of Experimental Science and Social Media Manager, Riley Witt. You are about to hear from some of the world's leading experts in sports performance and human optimization. From elite scientists to world-class coaches, this is the place to be to accelerate your performance. So, as always, sit back, buckle up, enjoy the ride. Here we go. Well, Shaylin DeYoung, welcome to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast. The last episode, me and Ben were talking and I was like, why have I not had her on yet? Like, I need to get Shaylin on this show. We need to meet her and we got to get her her thoughts on this whole Accelerate program. Ben did mention um, in the podcast, he was like, yeah, Shaylin, when we interviewed her, the person who I had on with me was like, yeah, she's like female version of Ben. What are your thoughts on that compliment? Is that a compliment or do you think it's more of an insult? No, I took that as a compliment. I did. It's just kind of funny because I did listen to that part of the podcast and I laughed out loud. Um, no, I think I take that mm. as a compliment because um, I know like Ben and definitely you are just so passionate about coaching and making people better. And that's just kind of like the road I've been going down probably the last decade. Um, didn't ever think when I was in college that my career would be coaching. Actually, I'll be honest, I did have my college some coach tell me that I would probably coach one day and I laughed at him and I said never. (laughs) So it is kind of funny how life twists and turns and brings you to a place that you never thought you would be. But yeah, I just love coaching and he just loves coaching. And when we talk, we have a lot to talk about. It's kind of funny. I'll tell my daughter, Addie, oh, Ben's on the phone. I'm just going to chat to him for a couple of minutes and she'll roll her eyes and be like, all right, see you in an hour, you know? Or more. (laughs) Yeah. So no total compliment. And um, I was actually kind of honored by that just with everything that he's started and just the way over the years he's taken himself just to where he is, you know, and where he's taken the Accelerate program and all the kids that he has and everything. It's totally cool. So you're talking about college. I want to get into that a little bit. You said no way, never coaching in college. Like that's <laughs> not, not happening. So in college, were you playing a sport then or you were just an academic no, so I actually swam at Iowa State. I came over on a swimming scholarship. Swimming's kind of a cool sport. Now it's a little bit different, the recruiting process. Well, let's be honest, it's a lot different than it was in 1999. <laughs> but back then, your college coaches could kind of just look at your times and know whether or not you'd fit on the team. And then I had a friend that was from South Africa on the Iowa State men's team and was able to get a scholarship just with a connection to the coach through that. So swam at Iowa State um, did not finish my swimming career, was played with a few injuries, just spent my first two years and then just redshirt and worked for the athletic department the last two years. So at the time I was helping him coach to keep my scholarship. And I think that was just really hard for me because I was supposed to be in the water and I was supposed to be swimming and it was just a really tough place to be in. But I think God used that because in when my kid, my oldest Josiah, when he started swimming, I got the passion back for it and I knew that I could help him be better. And then I was starting to help his friends be better. And he started swimming about seven years old. He's 17 now. He's since quit. So it's been 10 years. But through the years, I've just helped people get better, but also being hyper aware of burnout and injury risk because of what happened to me. So swimming brought me to the States. And then 
marriage kept me in the States and we got five kids now. So I never thought that that would happen either. But like I said, you never know what's going to happen to you. So at the time when my college coach said that I should go down the coaching career path, that's where I just didn't see coaching as that. I saw it as a way that I had to do, help other people do the sport I was supposed to be doing. But now my my focus has definitely shifted and then it shifted onto youth for the first couple of years. And then it's slowly shifted onto adults too now. So it's been definitely a fun journey to be a part of. Yeah. When I think of swimming, I think of like super low impact, super injury free, like that doesn't happen <laughs> for swimmers. So you must have been pounding the workouts if you actually got like an overuse injury or something mm-hmm. in the water. So how did that happen? Okay. So I was a distance swimmer in the 90s. And anyone who was a swimmer in the 90s will be rolling their eyes because we were <laughs> five days a week, two times a day. I mean, I was in the water oh, at 6 a.m. to 7.30. I was back in the water from four to six. So that was five days a week. Saturday mornings, we were back in again. I um, was forever in the distance lanes, freestyle over and over and over again. And that was probably since I was in ninth, 10th grade was when that intensity um, started. So a lot of overuse injuries and in swimming and now coaches are a lot more aware of it um it's definitely mm. still a sport where i mean we can this podcast probably won't be about this but maybe in a few years we could talk about this but it's definitely a sport that's changing with that there's still a very high volume sport and so the, the overuse injuries are still pretty high but you know with foam rolling and massage guns and massage therapy and all those like nutrition and everything that's helping all the sports it's definitely helping swimming too so the injury risk is going down a little bit there but late 90s distance swimmers we swam a lot we made friends with the black line on the bottom of the pool <laughs> but you said you came over from south africa if i'm not mistaken on a sw- swimming scholarship mm-hmm. so South Africa. What was it like growing up there? Were workouts, you know, was it similar to how US has like AAU sports and you were able to swim from young or how'd that work? Yeah. So we swam from really young. I probably started swimming about six years old and then started taking it competitively about eight years old. It's done through the school. So I did do high school swimming, but it's not like yeah, like the high school isn't quite as um, intense over there as it is here. It's more the club based swimming. But right. it is definitely intense. It's very competitive. I'm sure if you've watched Olympics, you've seen a lot of South African stars um, swimming in the Olympics. It's just a smaller field. It's a smaller country. It's a smaller field. So took it. I mean, I quit all other sports probably. I'm trying to think back. Probably ninth grade, quit all other sports and then just chose to swim purely in high school. We swam year-round. Our weather is perfect. So we swam year-round outside most of the time. Our winters are very, very nice. So we could swim outside. And yeah, we probably took two months off in a year, one month in the spring and then one month in the late winter. Otherwise you just, you kept swimming. That's what you did if you were a swimmer. <laughs> like Dory. Yeah, you do. You just keep swimming. So do you always take a scientific approach to training or are you kind of just like, oh, if I swim more and I swim harder, I'm going to get faster. What was your philosophy back then and how has it changed? When I was in high school? Yeah. Oh boy, there was no scientific philosophy with me. We <laughs> swam until we were tired and then we swam some more. <laughs> I remember coming on a, a training trip to the United States when I was probably in eighth or ninth grade and we, we swam in Florida. Uh, we did a training trip down there and we did lactic acid testing. And I remember it was a mm. really hard set and they would prick our finger and take our blood. I 
do not remember ever getting results from that or ever mm. like maybe our coaches did and we just weren't told and maybe we did have our workouts based on that. But I remember thinking back then as like a 13 year old that that was really cool. But then I didn't, ha- I ever, didn't ever do that again until I met Ben. So I was like, well, we were doing that. I just don't know what was ever done with those results. So, it was, you know, that science side of it, yes, it was there, but you did what your coaches told you to do. And that's just the way we kind of based it. Just get some workout, throw some volume at you, throw some intensity and see how it works. So your first foray into coaching yep. was your last two years of college and then coaching your your son. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, is that kind of where your passion for coaching started? Yeah. So I did end up taking the wellness route in college. So I did end up getting like group fitness certified, personal training certified. So I stayed in that realm of things and I taught group fitness classes, yoga, Pilates, cycling, and I did some personal training stuff. So I did stay in that realm of human fitness, um, just didn't really explore the coaching side until my oldest joined us, a rec swim league up where we lived in Pocahontas and started swimming. And then I was like, well, I can help him get a little bit better and then had some friends say, oh, well, can you help my kids with that stroke and then help them get a little bit better? And then I was doing triathlon at the time. I think I just started doing some triathlon like 2009, I think was my first one. And so then I really just enjoyed that. That's when I kind of wanted to get back to my swimming roots. But I was like, well, how do you do that as an adult? And so triathlon just seemed kind of natural to get into. So then when Josiah was about eight, I remember he was like, I'm sick of watching you do triathlon. I want to do triathlon. So I was like, all right, well, let's figure this out. So then I started coaching him in triathlon. So then at the time I was coaching swimming and try just nine, 10 year olds, you know, and then realized how rewarding that was. And from there, just started getting some certifications, started some clubs, then got into the running side of things when my, it's basically Josiah, he was like, well, I want to run. So I was like, well, let's figure out running. So, so then started a track team. So over the 10 years, um, definitely learned, made a few mistakes, did a th- few things well, did a lot of education. I was blessed enough, had a husband that worked and was able to stay home with the kids. Well, I always say stay home because I always just kind of worked on the sides, but kind of dragged the kids with me. So through mm-hmm. default, all five of mine have been on a swim team, been on a tri team, been on a run team because they've come with mom to go to practices and then just slowly picked up kids along the way as we've gone through. Um, my tri team grew to about almost, well, it was just over 50 athletes. Uh, that was two years ago. The youngest was five, oldest 17. And then about two years ago, I had some parents say, we have so much fun watching our kids do this. Could you help us do this? And then that's how I started the adult coaching about two years ago. So that's been rewarding too. It's a completely different way of doing things. But yeah, just basically been this journey through the years of getting certified, learning, and then testing stuff out on people and seeing if it works or not. Yeah. So you got some certifications, you coached yourself a little bit, you ran or you did tries yourself. Mm-hmm. And then Josiah, your son wanted to do it. So you're like, okay, I got to figure this out. I want to make, uh, give him something that's a good type of training plan. You trained him and then you, you saw a market for this. You coached some other kids and then the kids is parents and they wanted to get in on the action as well. So you coached them. How many people roughly do you think you've coached and, and what inspired you to do that? Oh, how many people have I coached since I started coaching? Somebody asked me that the other day. Between 100 to 150, um, depending on the sport. And what's kind of cool with that, just 
with being in that phase of life that I was in when my kids were little, I have, I'm able to coach from like five years old. And a lot of people struggle with that. I mean, it's not easy, <laughs> but the good thing with coaching no. <laughs> is when you're coaching little people and they get a little squirrely and start talking back, they just make them run. And so then they'd be very quiet when they're doing that. But yeah, so I, start, so I can coach from five-year-olds. Yeah, I'm going to say between 100 and 150, just depending on the different teams that I've coached for. For swim, it's been a little bit different because I've had to be a part of a club. Just Swim gets a little unique because you need a pool, obviously. And those are a little hard to come by in Iowa. Pool time is hard to come by in Iowa. So even if you can get a pool, can you get in that pool? And so... Mm. I started coaching with the rec league and then realized that that wasn't quite the level that we wanted to be at. So then we switched to USA um, level of coaching. I've been in that ever since. So that I think we started that 2018, coached four other coaches through that, and then just done private stroke correction stuff on the side on my own. But for the for the cross country and the track and the triathlon, that was my own team. I started it. I ran the business side of things. And that's been pretty enjoyable too. And that's where I've had the parents come in and want to start trying some other stuff. I've had some um, 70.3 finishes, some Ironman 70.3 finishes that were pretty good from people that came to me. I had two parents come to me, never done a triathlon, had their kids do them, actually didn't really know how to swim. And within six months, they both finished a 70.3 at really respectable times. And so it can be done. And so, um, yeah, just that joy that you can get from helping a five-year-old cross the finish line of a 12-minute race to helping a 40-year-old cross the finish line of a six-hour race and everything in between. It's really rewarding. And so I love doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they always say you should find what you love and then you'll never work a day in your life. That's kind of how I feel about coaching. So. And it's fun to coach the different sports too, because there's just less burnout when you're coaching all different kinds of sports. And actually, it's funny how my oldest helped me, you know, step up to coach swim and step up to, step up to coach triathlon. He actually also helped Ben and I get connected because he decided after his freshman year of high school, he wanted to take track really seriously. And so I was like, okay, well, if you want to take track seriously, and he loves football. So I said, let's do football. Basketball, he just kind of dabbled around and he, he was good, liked it, but he definitely wanted to focus on tracks. So I said, all right, well, why don't we try not do basketball for the winter season? This would have been last year. And I said, let's focus on track. You need to find a track coach, though. That is one sport that I can learn, but I'm not going to be able to learn it quick enough to be able to coach you at the level that you want to be coached at. And so he, through social media, found Ben. And got Ben and I connected, and then we just kind of took off from there. So through that, got introduced to the whole metabolic testing and everything that Ben has going on. And so it was about a year ago that the science of the sport started coming out to me, like, whoa, the, well, you can do something with this. Like, this is pretty cool how you're not just guessing, like, zones and paces. Like, I can actually tailor this workout to you. And so because I'm one, I'm one of these people that I need to experience it to know if I like, believe in it or not, I had him test me. And then he was like, yeah, you have no anaerobic power whatsoever. Like you can run forever at this pace and probably never crash, but you're never going to get better because mm -hmm. you can never go fast. And so I think that came from me just coaching myself in that swimming, like that long distance swimming, you know, like, okay, well, we just got to do more volume to get better. Like my times aren't that good. I'll just do more and more. And so he helped me tailor in some pacing. And then I think I just did that for about two months and dropped six minutes in my half marathon time. 
and then tailored that in actually raised the Des Moines half today and had tailored that in over the, the this last year with his help and just to see like I got cycle tested and then kind of used that testing into my run too just to see if I could improve my time dropped another four minutes today so it was it's been pretty fun it works and so it's kind of cool to see how it took me from just okay I'm going to start like 10 years ago I'm just gonna you know help a little bit at the pool to 10 years later being like okay now I can actually use your blood to like make you that much better like that's how I say it's just been a journey and there's been a lot of people that I've coached along that journey and hopefully there'll be a lot more people that join in so well, back to what you said, I don't think people really understand what you just said. You said you took a 40-year-old who's never completed a triathlon before in six months to complete a 70.3, which is a 1.1-mile swim, and they've never swam before. Like, that is pretty legit. I think people need to, like, <laughs> yeah. realize how actually impressive that is that you're able to get someone from basically couch to half Ironman. That's that's a pretty mm-hmm. uh, intense feat of exercise just on your feet heart rate of 165 170 180 for six hours like Mm -hmm. that's quite impressive so i I just wanted to go back to that yeah (laughs) yeah that's a thing with that iron man half iron man training that people don't realize the swim and i'm glad you mentioned the swim because yeah i mean it's a 56 mile bike half marathon if you're doing the full you know it's the 112 or and the marathon but the swim side of things, if you've never swam and if, or if you've even only ever done pool swimming up and down, you know, as a kid or an adult or whatever, and you get thrown into that Gray's Lake with a thousand other people, you're like, now go swim for 45 uh-uh. minutes. <laughs> and by the way, when you're done with that, you still have four hours left mm-hmm. on the race. <laughs> I take my hat off to my athletes. That's why I have the most fun working with those adult athletes because they they come and they want to do it, but there's that little element of self-doubt that they always have because they're like, oh, you know, I don't know. And I'm like, just try. Just try. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know? You could drown and that's die. The worst that's gonna that happen. is the worst that could happen. <laughs> it isn't a good thing, but they did not drown. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's a 1.1 mile swim and that's not just like lap swimming where you can push off a side or grab the side when you get tired. No, that's in Gray's Lake where <laughs> there's waves and people kicking yeah, you in the face and your goggles are falling sure. off and clouding over. Like it's a little bit different than just the easy mm-hmm. 1.1 mile swim on a, you know, just a straight line. Now you say this, like you've done a triathlon. Have you done? I've that? done a few sprint tries. Uh, I haven't, I'd love okay. to do 70.3, but I don't know if my, I know a coach. Uh, I mean, I don't know if my college coach would really love that if I just took up triathlon. No, yeah, that's way yeah, a little while after I graduate for sure. <laughs> So you, yeah. your son connected you with Ben, found us through social media. I'll take credit for that one. So you mm-hmm. got connected. Were you still running the Tri Club at this moment? Or when did you decide that you were done with that and you wanted to take the next step? Okay. So yeah, at the time, so this would have been, oh my goodness, what have been October 2020, 2023. So this would have been like summer of 22. Yep. Um, this is when he came to me and said that he wanted to switch to track which was also a little heartbreaking for me because it's also the summer he told me he was putting triathlon. But I get it. I totally get it. I mean, the career path he wants. It's hard to compete and try when it's not really a high school Yes, sport. and there's no college. Op- well, there's club college options for boys. Now, for, mm. for girls, there a lot of doors are opening up. So, yeah, so he told me probably in the same week he wanted to quit triathlon, plus he wanted to take track really seriously. So that's why I was like, all mm. right, well, then – Let's find a coach. Also, I mean, I've loved coaching him. It's been fine for years. I've coached him, but it also gets to a point where you probably shouldn't coach your own child anymore and just maybe be there, support on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, so 
the time, yes, I was coaching Twin Lakes Tri Club. I had a really good group of elite kids that I got really close to, like 15, 16, 17-year-olds. Had about 50 other kids that I was doing from five to eight, just started coaching my adults, was still with uh, USA Swimming, um, up in Fort Dodge, was coaching up there. So when when Josiah got me connected with Ben, I had no intention of ever leaving that. But then there were a lot of different things that happened over the last year that just made me just want to go somewhere bigger, do something different, and definitely work more with Ben. So I was originally going to work satellite with Ben and just coach athletes up in Northwest Iowa. But then some doors opened, some opportunities for us to come down here instead. I grew up, like you said, in Johannesburg, so big city, so small rural living was fine for 13 years, but kind of got to be a little hard. And so my husband said, all right, well, let's just see what happens if we move the kids. And so we came down here and then I decided, well, Ben offered me to start working with him. And so that is when I actually coached my tri club all the way through this summer. My friend up in Northwest Iowa was taking that over. And so still in that coaching realm, but not for my original teams that I was coaching for up there. So would you say your primary focus is coaching swimming athletes or you're more so like tri-focused at the moment? Right now, tri-focused, definitely hoping to get more swim-focused. Um, I think Ben mentioned this on the podcast that you guys just did, but we're putting an endless pool in our garage. We've been waiting for permits from this from the city to be able to do that. They finally came through at the end of last week. And so um, we're going to get that installed uh, next week and then hoping to run some swimming lessons, learn to swim plus stroke technique. And then Ben and I are already going to dive, <laughs> dive in to the <laughs> metabolic testing for swimming. We did, um, we did metabolically test two of our swimmers last summer just to see what it looked like and to see how that works. And that was really fun with the data we got off them. And so it'd be interesting to see how we can take that. Because now we've got, I mean, you guys pretty much have perfected the run testing. We've gone down the cycling pathway. And so we need we need to just start pushing that a little bit more, seeing uh, the cyclists um, learn what they can learn from their cycling tests and then wrap the swim in it as well. So then hoping to, to push that swim a little bit more, make it more tailored to just your own, like, you know, your own workouts and what you need to do and how, what you need to do to get better in the pool. It's a little bit more unique with swim just because obviously you got the medium of water to swim through, but also with the four different strokes. That's what we're trying to figure out with the, the metabolic testing. It'll be a fun, it'll be a fun journey. I have a few kids lined up that are excited to get tested. Maybe some that aren't excited, but are going to get tested anyway, just to see what what data we can get out of them and how we can do that. But I'm thinking that's not only going to help our high school swimmers, but definitely adults, triathletes for sure. I think that's really going to help them because like you said, I mean, swimming is, I think swimming is one of the hardest part of, parts of a triathlon. And I think a lot of people push that to the side because they think, well, I'm just going to swim and get out. And then like my race will start because I'm good on the bike and I'm good on the run. I just got to get out of the water. But I'm like, what if, what if we can tailor your training so that that swim is almost effortless for you? So once you go through T1 and you're out on your bike, now your race really can start. You don't have all that baggage behind you. You're out ahead of it. So I'm hoping through the endless pool, we're going to be able to hone in on just a whole lot of stuff related to what you can do with, with swimming in, in, in the pool and then also in the open water. Absolutely. Because if you can drive, like you said, that anaerobic capacity to the floor, 
mm-hmm. you're not going to have so much baggage when you come out and you got to hop on a bike and ride for 56 miles or 112 miles or whatever it is and then run for half a marathon or marathon like yeah. if you're the more fresh you can be coming out of the water i think just the better time you can have the better you know more fun honestly because if you're oh for sure suffering from oxygen debt after a 45 (laughs) minute swim, like it's going to be a brutal next Mm -hmm. five or six hours of of exercise, but yeah. And even putting that over to like our youth athletes, our youth triathletes that race on the draft legal elite circuits. So they will do, so like the 13 through 19 year olds will do a mass start if they want to do draft legal triathlon. And that's, you know, the Olympics is that way. World champs and everything is that way. And so the younger ones do a 375 meter, the older ones do a 750. You would have probably done anywhere between that on your sprint distance try. But it is an all-out swim. I don't know if you've ever been to the draft legal try at that age, like the college college does it the same way. They start and it is an all-out sprint until you get on your bike. And then they're drafting, right? So like if you can get out of that water and you can be in the, that front pack of the bike, now you can just draft and then your legs will be fresh off on the run. But if you're getting out at the back of the water, and now you're spending that that whole bike ride just trying to catch and trying to catch and trying to catch. Your legs are just blown on that run. So the swimmers in that arena do really, really well. And so if we can take it to, okay, what do we need to do? It's a 375. You, I mean, the best swimmers will do that in under nine minutes. How can we push you in that endless pool with the testing? Like what pace can you go? How hard can you go so that when you're doing that open water, your body just naturally is fine getting out onto that bike. And so that's going to not only help those distance athletes who are swimming 45 minutes or like a full Ironman, you're swimming hour 20, hour 30, but these younger athletes that are just doing that nine minutes all out swim. Or like me, when I went to Germany this year, I raced at Worlds and we did a 750 and I pushed that swim really hard because I'm really good on the swim, really good on the run, really weak on the bike. And so um, I knew I had to get out ahead and just train that way to be like, all right, what are these paces I have to do? And how can I do the swim basically all out for me, but still have what's left? Because I want to come out in front and hang on to those uh, faster cyclists and draft off the back of them. So there's just so much, there's so much possibility out there that we can still start exploring. And that's what's really exciting about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the inside test, you can tell exactly at what rates you're burning this many grams of carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. this many grams of fat. And so even fueling protocol, when you're looking at a six hour race or a 12 hour race or whatever, 15 hour race sometimes for a full Ironman, like fueling is Mm -hmm. incredibly important. It's super essential. Mm -hmm. And so like, why would you guess when you can actually get the raw data and you can get exactly what you need? And so you can get your more... Uh, you know, specifically tailored for you or your gel specifically tailored and and actually nail that part of it. So it's, it's more than just training. Like, obviously you've got the training down, but like even some more avenues to look into is like, what can we do? How can you help your athletes with fueling and stuff like that? And you, you wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to without this type of like metric. So if a triathlete comes to you and they're like, okay, I currently have a seven hour 70.3 or something. And I want to get down to that six hour mark. What is the protocol look like for you? Are you like, okay, now first step, get into lab, get your benchmark. We'll train for two months. We'll retest. What's the protocol look like for you? How do you give workouts and and beyond that? 
Yeah, yeah. So the first thing we'd like them to do is come in and test, obviously. I mean, we've been basing it on that run test, but now we've got the cycling down. So they can do both those tests. Once we get that pull in and the swim down, you can do all three tests. And we'll really be able to hone that in. And then basically, I just coach online. And so it's just the final search like Ben does and then tailor their workouts and them keep track of their data as they send it to me. That's probably my most fun part of coaching is that connection with the athletes. I always tell my athletes, like, leave comments on your workouts because I can look at your your data and I can look at your pacing and I can look at what your heart rate did. But how did you feel that day? Like, what was that like for you? You know, because I can't tell it all just from a graph. And so maybe not every day, but 90% of the time, every day I will respond to comments and then give feedback. But what I'm also hoping to do then with the triathletes, if they're local, is to be able to get them in the pool and do technique-based stuff too. And um, just help them get better that way. There's a lot of swimmers out there that are just not swimming efficiently at all. And a few little tweaks would drastically make their times drop or even help them feel better. And so, yeah, so Ben and I would work together on that um, just because he would do the testing for the bike and the run at his facility. And then I could do the swimming, the swim testing here and then just kind of collaborate together and do it that way. Um, I don't have any group training right now just because where I was coaching up in Pocahontas the most of my athletes were up to an hour away so it really didn't ever make sense to get together but another part I'd love to add to that which kind of goes along with turkey trot program that I want to do that we can maybe even start doing more like team-based stuff maybe a run at Waterworks Park on a Wednesday in the summer just to get together just to be with other people group rides on a trail on Saturday or a group open water swim at Raccoon River on a Sunday afternoon whatever that may be, because there are a lot of um, fundraisers to do in the area. And that's a, I love Des Moines because it's like a city, but it's a really small community. And so like today going down to that race down in Des Moines, I recognize a lot of people there that it's, I mean, it's a big, it's a huge race, but you see people, you know, right. It's the same in that triathlon world when you go down there. So, so yeah, basically coaching online, getting the testing done, tailoring in those workouts, but hoping to add, hoping to add some group stuff too, just to keep, the excitement alive because the kids they get you know you get team stuff you get to travel as a college kid and do whatever to travel and the usa swim teams get to be together at races and stuff so why not the adults too if that's the avenue that they want to go down no exactly i mean i know that you're working a little bit more with like the adult clientele when it comes to just strictly running and you have this turkey trot program coming up you know as you get more into metabolic data you get more comfortable with like lactate testing and stuff you know, maybe you'll get some more like youth runners, but for now, adult running, you're working on the Turkey Trot program and it's going on right now. Uh, talk us a little bit about that program you're going through and what people should do if they're interested. Okay. So basically the Turkey Trot tro- program is just to, if you want to run the Turkey Trot on Thanksgiving day, whether it's this one down in Des Moines, which I'll do a little plug for that one. I have done that race <laughs> and it is super fun, but I know that there's a lot of them across the state and the country. And so basically it's for the individual who either is already running and just is like, you know what, running is getting just a little bit tiresome trying to think of what I'm going to do every day or trying to follow some generic online program that I found or whatever it may be. So it's for that person, or maybe it's for the person that's sitting at home listening to this. You're a parent of an athlete, so you think you're going to learn something, but you're like, you know, I used to run back in the day. It's been a little while. Like, So yeah, so hoping to just create an avenue for some adults just to be like, Here's a 5K or a 10K. There's the two options. I want to do it. 
I don't want to pay for the testing right now or the monthly fee to be coached because I don't know if I want to take running to that next level, but I would like to see what I could do. And so it's for that individual. If you either just want to take your, your 5K time that you did last year, make it better, or you just want to do your 5K. And so what we'll do there is you'll sign up and then I will send you your workouts every day. So you'll get them on final surge, just like I would coach privately, but everyone will get very similar workouts. And then I'll look at your data, but then I'm going to look at each person. So if somebody's really struggling and then say they just a little bit more injury prone or whatever, and they let me know that I can certainly tailor their workouts to maybe not be quite as intense or maybe a little bit more walk breaks or whatever it will be. If you're somebody who's um, trying to run like a sub 25K, probably not the program for you, but we can get you there working individually. So it's it's just to, to help adults realize you can race too. It's not just for your kids. And then we will do a Facebook group too. So um, I've done this a couple of years ago. I did this for the Des Moines Women's Half. I had about 18 women and we did it through a Facebook private group and I sent them their workouts just like we're doing this, but this will be a little bit different because it'll have the final search. So it'll be um, a little bit easier to follow. And then just be able to leave feedback on how you're feeling. Maybe you had a great win that day. Maybe you need a little bit of motivation from some other people that are doing the same thing. And then offering two group runs um, for anyone that wants to join that just to maybe see, okay, well, how do I do a good warm-up? What does a dynamic warm-up look like? What do what does interval training look like? We'll do two group runs. Um, hopefully, if the weather doesn't get too freezing cold too fast, we'll do that. So just a way to maybe dip your toe into training or just get a little bit better at what you're already doing. And then hopefully from that, the love of that will grow for whoever signs up for it. And then they can realize that they can do a little bit more or go a little bit faster. And then um, we can get individual programming going from there or just maybe somebody's interested in um, signing up for that, but then also being like, well, I wonder what my metabolic profile looks like. You know, I wonder how fast I could run or what my body is able to do. And so if that person wants to do that, we have those avenues open um, for them to be able to do too. Okay. So after this turkey trot, you have some people doing this here, you're training them up after this project and obviously the swimming project. Is there anything else on the horizon that you're looking forward to or excited for? The other avenue I'd like to go down with the the swimming and then obviously the try is I'd love to see more people trying that half marathon, marathon distance. I think that we could do it. Ben and I were talking and like whether somebody wants to do it individually too, or maybe next summer we do the same thing. We pick um, two races and we do a group training for that. Maybe that's just better for some people that maybe don't want as intense of a program and just want a basic guideline every day of what to do. And then to be able to show up say this time next year you show up to run the Des Moines half and you know that 20 other people you've been um, training with quote unquote with but like reading their feedback and everything are down there just to be able to do that and have that little sense of community there too almost like a little team so we're hoping that the turkey trot can go into that next thing like the half marathon marathon even maybe the Des Moines half Ironman we have a training group for that too and so you can either do that personalized way of the one-on-one or do the group way and see which which pathway is a little bit better for you. A little bit more tricky question. When you're coaching these athletes, these like moms and dads or like uh, all adult clientele, they're trying to run a 5K, 10K, half, full marathon. What is the overarching like one to two sentence coaching philosophy that you kind of base everything off of? Okay, so I always tell my athletes, 
basically the biggest thing I've noticed with my adult athletes is they get very stressed out about fitting their workouts in with their jobs and their kids and their kids activities and the grocery shopping. Cause like, we're, like we're mm. constantly taking care of our kids, but like no one's taking care of us. So my coaching philosophy with adults is always your workouts need to fit into your lifestyle. Your lifestyle doesn't need to fit into your workouts. So that's why I love the feedback and the comments that come back from me. Cause I'll have, especially like my, my 70.3 athletes say they have, a four and a half hour bike ride to do on a Saturday. And they'll be like, I just can't do that. My kids have soccer and they have baseball and whatever. I'm like, all right, well, let's figure out where can we put those hours in your week? Or if something else needs to go, I never want anyone to stress out. So I guess that's my coaching philosophy with adults is let me help you do it. And let me help you just fit it into your life. And then let's see what comes out of that. And I haven't had anyone put a program yet or not compete not complete race so obviously that works and just trying to get that mind shift especially if you were a college athlete like I was you have this thought like that needs to come first above all else like I got to get my workout in and I've got to do it right and then you get really down on yourself if you didn't like hit your paces or it didn't feel good that day and it's like you're an adult (laughs) you've got a lot of stress on your shoulders this is supposed to be a stress reliever um so it's just great to be able to see people adapting that and then just getting it flow from there like how can we make you better with the time that you have? That was a lot longer than one or two sentences. Sorry about that. But that's basically um, how I try to treat my adult athletes, which is very different than how I treat my youth athletes. With my youth athletes, it's more I'm trying to build character in them and make them better people. And like, how can the sport take you to the next level? And how can you use the sport to give back to others? And your parents have paid a lot of money for you to be here. So we're going to work hard to make sure you're there. It's, it is very different to coach the youth athlete than it is to coach the adult athlete. But both avenues are fun to kind of mix together and be a part of. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, when we're working, like me and Ben are working with a high school athlete or something, this is the thing they're really focused on. Sure, they've got academics and stuff outside of their sport, but we're really focused on running and running is their job. Running is their thing right now. Or with, if we work with college athletes, like running is kind of your job and that's it, that's what we're tailoring everything to. But when you're working with- If you're on scholarship, running is literally yes. your yes. job and you better do yes. it well. Yes, I'm sure there's their hour limit that's like 20 hours a week, but you know, you know as much as everyone else that that doesn't actually get abided by. <laughs> um, but that's your job. So we tailor everything around that. Now, when you're working with a adult clientele, that's definitely not their job. They do not need another no. 10 hour a week commitment or 20 hour a week commitment. They've got their plate pretty full. So you're just giving them a little bit of a side or a little bit of a dessert to help out the rest of their life. So we need someone like that. We need someone who has a different perspective and is able to work with people like that. And like me, I mean, if I was working with an adult and they're like, yeah, I can't fit this workout in, I'm not like, you just don't want it bad enough. Like you just need to <laughs> work harder, like prioritize what needs to be prioritized. So I'm glad we have someone like that. (laughs) I'm sure you can work with both people, but is there a a favorite you like to work with? Or is it just like, I will work with you and make it, make it fit. My favorite, like my favorite age athlete I like to work with. Is that what you're asking? Sure. High school. I love high school athletes. Um, You get that mix of, like you say, like, this is your job. And this is what you're going to do. But you're also kind of watching them grow into human beings. And Mm. that part that you can get, that connection that you can get, like some of my best relationships are with my high school athletes. They may have grown out of me coaching them and left me, graduated high school, moved on, but they'll still text me like 
two of my athletes today, right before I race, sent me texts, hey, best of luck, we're watching you on the app, you know, and like, I didn't tell them I was racing. So it's just kind of cool to have that connection as much as I love the adults because they can be friends because we're peers. And I love the little kids because it's so fun to see them learn new skills. That relationship that you can form with that 13 through 17 year old to me is just, it's priceless, especially if you can, if you can do the journey with them for a couple of years and you can just really see how they not only develop as an athlete, but as a person. Um, and then to have them start giving back. So a big thing that I did when I was running my tri club is my, my elite group, which was like my 14, 15, 16 year olds. Um, they were expected to give back. They were expected to show up at practice, help the little kids at races. And just to see, just to see that their character develop Well, you can't really have a six year old help somebody else at a race. You can have a 16 year old help somebody else at a race. So that's definitely our most fun age. It's just, it's unfortunate that it's kind of quick and then you got to pass them off to college, you know, whatever they're going to do. But like I say, I can still keep that relationship with them. And hopefully, hopefully one day I'll get them back as young adults when they want to get back. Like if they didn't do sports in college, but they want to get back into it when they're done with college, or even if they did do sports in college and then want to come back again, I'm hoping to see that. We haven't got there yet um, just because my oldest high school kid I've coached just graduated high school. So it's, it's going to be fun to see where that journey takes us. Absolutely. So we're nearing the end of the time here. So one of our, our last questions is what is your most uh, memorable, I guess, memory from, from your coaching experience? Oh boy, you, uh, that there's a lot. Um, <laughs> so I'll go two ways. The one would definitely be like the accolade yeah. way. Um, watching one of my swimmers a whole season, just try and get off to this club record. It was during COVID. We didn't know what was going to happen in the pool. Um, he just wanted this club record so badly and we didn't know if that state was going to happen and everything. And he got that record and um, yeah, that was a great day. Like just to see that whole season build up to that one thing that he put his whole heart and soul into. And then to be able to have his name up on that record board for the club, that was pretty cool. So there was that one accolade. But then on the flip side of that, honestly, um, my 270.3 adults that finished their race I wasn't able to go down to Des Moines and watch them so I watched them on the Ironman tracker but I was stuck I should have just been down there because I was stuck on my phone for like six hours but I felt like this proud mama bear when I saw they got out of the water and then they were holding their pace on the bike and then their run paces like blew me away and so I felt like that was a really good feeling too just because I knew where they started and then where they ended up going just in those short few months was just that was totally cool. It was very humbling as a coach to be able to see their commitment pay off in, in a big way. And then to be able to see they sent me pictures of them both separately with their kids at the race, you know, and just that thought of, okay, those kids are seeing their parents do something huge. Not a lot of people can say that they've they finished that distance race, but also mm. to finish it well. Like they're not just crawling over the finish line. Like they finished it well under that, <laughs> you know, that cutoff time. So I'm um, just seeing like whole families start to adopt this lifestyle through just one athlete that started and then everyone come along. So there's definitely the accolades that are really fun, but then that process. Right. Well, the accolades are what pushes the sport forward, what drives some people, mm -hmm. but then like the accomplishments and proud moments where you're like, okay, maybe they're not breaking any records, but they're accomplishing their, you know, they have their own goals and they've accomplished those things. And it's, it makes no difference whether it's the one or the other. It's just the priorities of the two. Mm -hmm. But 
if people are interested in training with you for triathlon, for this turkey trot, or for, you know, private swim lessons or stroke technique optimization or whatever, how can they reach out to you? Should they reach out to like Accelerate or should they email you directly? Uh, they can reach out to Accelerate or they can email me directly. So yeah, either way is totally fine. I know that we have the link to sign up for the turkey trot, but they can also just send me a message if they want to do that too. Just want to give a little plug for the cycling testing. Ben is offering $50 off testing if they sign up for testing this coming week. So I don't know if you um, want to push that on social. They don't have to do the testing this week, but just to get that signed up for, they can get that testing done. And then I'm hoping once that pool is in, then we can definitely start pushing that a little bit more too. It'll be fun. I keep looking at those boxes and just be like, oh, there's my pool in a box. <laughs> so, so I'm super excited about that. So there's lots of very exciting things happening. And I know we're in October and now we're getting a little colder. And I know a lot of triathletes are going to be taking their their training indoors onto the treadmill, onto their trainer, hopefully into my pool. And so it's definitely a great time. November is a great time to start training for those summer races, depending on whatever distance it may be. And so, yeah, email is fine or just signing up to the link or contacting Ben. Messages will get back to me. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll put all that in the description of this episode. So it's shaylin at accelerate-performancelab.com. So I'll put all that information. If you're interested in you know, working with Shaylin, whether it's swimming, triathlon, or cycling, and get on that cycling test, that's a big opportunity. Even if you're a runner or someone who wants to cross train and actually optimize that, like that's a great, great opportunity for you guys. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks, Shaylin, for coming on the show. Thanks, Riley. Get on that cycling test. Big deal. $50 off. I guess this is coming out Friday, so you only have a few days left to get on that. Also, turkey trot training has started, but like they say, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago or today. So don't hesitate. Get on that. Get on the turkey trot. It'll keep you accountable and help you complete that 5K, 10K on Thanksgiving morning. You might as well... Get some exercise in before you pound the calories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Shaylin DeYoung, our new performance coach at Accelerate Performance Lab. I'm excited to get to know her a little bit more and enjoyed my conversation with her. Once again, thank you, Shaylin, for spending some of your time and hopping on the show. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, make sure, as always, to leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. It's super simple, guys. Just do it. It helps out a lot, and I appreciate it. Then, once you're done with that, go over to Instagram, drop a follow if you're not already. If you have a suggestion for a podcast guest, let me know in the messages. I'll certainly contemplate that guest. And one last thing, like I mentioned last episode, I'm hosting a free three-day webinar completely online. It doesn't matter where you live. You can join that wherever you're at. All about the in-between season break and what you should do to get the most out of it for mental and physical recovery, to maintain fitness as much as possible, and the return to run after your break. So get on that completely free. There is a VIP group in case you have to miss a day and you want some extra goodies to go along with that. But I think it's a good opportunity. Anyways, thanks for listening to the Accelerate Performance Up podcast, and I'll see you again next week.